This is Sarah Ashley with Nerds on Film. If you enjoy listening to any of the podcasts on the Nerdonomy Network, you should go to our website, nerdonomy.com, and go to our merch page. You can even wear us. Although, frankly, we look better crumpled up on your floor. You're listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, David McGuire, and Sarah Ashley. But now we can talk about David because he's gone. Yeah, but it's going to be recorded. We can't do that. Uh, gee, that David's a really cool guy. David is, I'm pretty sure, the coolest guy since Jesus. I wouldn't go that far. Really? Well, probably the coolest guy since Teddy Roosevelt. Since Teddy Roosevelt. Okay, I would, I could, yeah. I would go with that. Because Teddy Roosevelt was the coolest guy since Jesus up to that point. <laughs> Everybody just likes Teddy Roosevelt just because he has a mustache. He had a mustache and he was a badass, dude. He had yeah. guns. Yeah? Yeah. Well, FDR had a wheelchair. What? <laughs> so are we going off of like those new recent paintings where like FDR had like a mechabot that folded out oh, of his wheelchair? Oh, right, right, right. Yes. That was pretty cool. And then like Roosevelt would ride like a fucking grizzly bear? Mm-hmm. Yes. Lincoln was... was on the eagle, wasn't it? Or was Lincoln on a bear? Because it was like, one was riding a, a, bold, a giant bald eagle. One was the mecha. It was FDR was the, with the mecha. You know, I don't chair. know. I remember seeing ones with um, Abraham Lincoln fighting zombies. And then Ronald Reagan was... Oh, God, who was Ronald Reagan fighting? I can't remember. The Russians? No. No, there was like... No, <laughs> one of Gorbachev, no, Teddy Roosevelt, but Teddy Roosevelt was fighting a bear. I remember that. And uh, George Washington, I think, was fighting the Kraken or something like that. I oh, don't know. That's right. That's right. It was the Kraken. Something yeah. like that. Wait, George George Washington was fighting the Kraken. Yeah, yeah. There's like a whole like thing of like Guys, presidents fighting not, monsters. That's not fiction. That's that's, that's complete reality. Legit. Yeah, people don't realize that he actually, chopped down a cherry tree and then, and then fought a Kraken. <laughs> he immediately started fighting the Kraken. Like, well, just he, as chopped he chopped down. The, it down. Little known fact: the reason why he chopped down the cherry tree was to in- construct a weapon of complete poking. You know, purposes. Question: Why did he not just use the axe that he chopped down the cherry because tree? Because he's fucking George Washington. Oh, okay, right. Because this cherry tree don't had you know the mystical Kragen, properties? The cra- don't you know the Kraken is vulnerable to wood? I did not know that, but thank you for Axes, sharing. It will bounce off wood. Is a killing we- weapon. Sure. I watched possibly one of the worst horror movies. In my entire life. Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter? No. Oh, I want to watch that, though. Is that a legit movie? <laughs> That's a legitimate movie. I want to watch Shut that the fuck up, really? Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. Oh, my God. So craptacular. I'm ready to go. Now, this movie was called Night of the Demons, and it was a remake from the 80s with Edward Furlong. That? Oh, that? yeah. That's yeah. like a five-year-old? No, oh, it was a remake. remake of the 80s. Not, yeah, no, this sorry. was 2010. Gotcha. And it has Shannon Elizabeth in it. So basically, it's about this house that is the center of all hell. And it's like the conduit for demons and was the most ill-conceived script I've ever seen. They would like go down, fight some demons. And they're like, ah, what do we do? Let's go back to the same spot that we were at because our production value was really low. And then they would go into just the same room again. They would always end up going back and forth. It was horrible. Check it out. It's, uh, sure. Would they even try? Would they like put different things in the, in the room to make it look oh, like Oh, no, it no, no. They legitimately told you it was the same room. It was just the, the choices these characters were making were horrible, horrible choices. Like and a then really threw- bad choose-your-own-adventure? Yes, in fact, but a choose-your-own-adventure would be a better 
scenario. Be- sure. Because there would actually be legitimate choices to make. These were these were like the reject choices. Mm-hmm. They're like, we don't like A and B. What's option Z? Because that one seems like it's going to be better. There was literally a scene where a woman was possessed by a demon. And so she's trying to seduce somebody. So she takes off her top. And then she's like, here, put some lipstick on my breast to make it sensual. <laughs> it, what? Gets, what? it gets worse. What? <laughs> Hold on. I have to compose myself because it's so, so bad. As she starts to do it herself, she shoves the lipstick into her breast. Into her breast? Into her breast. Through, like, the... Around, on, this, on the side of the areola. Okay. Only to pull it out of her vagina. Like a really, really gross magician? <laughs> yes. Yes. To which... The guy who has to explain this to everybody else had possibly the best line in the movie. And they're like, what happened? He's like, she put a lipstick into her boob and she pulled it out of her pussy. Legit line. Woo. I'm just saying. It, the only reason I'm why I'm bringing it up, Brian, is because it scarred me so. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to talk about it to How somebody. do these movies get made? I don't know. That's a know. different podcast, my friend. That no is... kidding. Le- literally. It is literally. It's literally. It's a different podcast. podcast. Did you watch that one on Halloween or around Halloween? My buddy Jason wanted to get people together to watch horror movies, and because Halloween fell on a Wednesday, he sure, decided sure. to do it on, a, on this right, last right. Saturday. So we watched that, watched some uh, horror TV shows, The Shinning. Which is still funny even to this day. The Simpsons. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The Shining. <laughs> oh, you mean Shining? Shut up, boy. You want to get sued? <laughs> yeah. um, no watch... beer and no TV make Homer go something something go crazy. <laughs> Don't, Don't mind, mind if I do. <laughs> um, Anger fading, fading, rising, fading, fading, gone. gone. <laughs> then we watched. Uh, we watched Communities Halloween. Modern Families, Halloween, and then we capped it off with a Family Guy episode of Halloween, to which then the, 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 the big finale was watching Cabin in the Woods, which I love is Halloween. always... That's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched um, Insidious on Halloween. Oh, oh, how was that? How is that? I actually enjoyed it. I mean, aside from the fact that I was watching it with my brother, so we were laughing and making fun of a good chunk of stuff a lot of the time. Definitely a lot of really good, scary pop-out moments that you're like, I heard what the, the first two acts are really good, and the third act kind of falls flat. The f- Third act did kind of lose me. I was like, wait a minute, what just happened here? Because he kind of goes into this other dimension. Like, so far for pretty much everything is goes in. I, I can't give too much away, unfortunately. Yeah, we don't want to give right, too no, much but away. I, I heard... no, no spoilers, but it was it was really odd. But I, I went with it. I, it had me. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. I was down. Um, and then the ending was really good. I appreciated it. And then we watched the first 20 minutes or so of VHS. And my brother wants his $7 back because he had to rent it through Apple TV. And he wants his $7 oh, back. Oh. oh, it was one of those same as theaters, that, right? Huh? Well, because if it was that expensive, it must have oh, been yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. early releases Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's still in theaters. Oh. Yeah. Somewhere Justin's listening to this and crying. Yeah, actually, no. I, and I said, no, my friend Justin really liked it. He recommended it. And then my brother's like, Justin owes me $7. <laughs> Does he remember Justin? No, I don't think he remember. I don't think he knew I was talking about Justin. Justin. Oh, okay. I just said my friend Justin. Oh, okay. Because you know, my brother will actually go hunt him down and ask for seven dollars. Sweet, if you're listening, you owe Mike seven dollars plus interest. Plus interest, indeed. Well, guys, Which makes welcome to bucks. Nerds on Film. I am Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley, and I am Dave McGuire. Hello. Hello. So, guys, you were talking about what you did on Halloween. Was anything about Halloween special for you? Super special. I'm pretty sure I raised my blood sugar to levels that it probably should not have never have gone to. 
Did you eat all the candy? Dude, there was some candy corn, and that is my kryptonite. Yeah. Candy corn is the shit. Really? I didn't touch a... I'm going to admit, I did not touch a drop really? of Halloween candy good for you. this year. I had some. I had a little bit. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like... I wasn't super crazy candy hungry just because... Um, a candy quite frequently on a regular basis, so, <laughs> def- so definitely get... the, the day we actually cut back a little bit. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I'm eating candy 24 seven, but you know, I I'm not one of those people who feels guilty every single time I pick up a Sarah Twix. Sarah, what? I see the York peppermint patty wrapper out of your pocket. Shut right up! Now. <laughs> I just Shut look up. at this image of you scarfing chocolate in your mouth and just crying profusely as you do it. I don't know why. I'm not saying it's true, but it's just an image that popped in my head, and it's hilarious. How pathetic do you think I am, <laughs> Seriously, <Brian>? dude. <laughs> He's like, Sarah. I didn't say it was based in reality at Sarah, all. Yeah. I think you're a very strong, strong woman. But really, this pathetic thought comes to my head where you're listening to Jagged Little Pill. You know what it was? It was it, you know what it came from? It came the video. from It came from you eating the ice cream and like the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that the world knows, doesn't know any idea what yeah, we're talking okay, about. Yeah, okay, so I'm sure it will maybe come out eventually, many, 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 hopefully many years from now, but I did record a video, it was up on Facebook, shared it with my friends, of me going through the stages of grief of a breakup, so it, it's very silly. It's pretty funny. Maybe I'll consider putting it on the website, maybe, once I am no longer, no longer trying to, to start a career, so... <laughs> I, just because I talk about some inappropriate things, so I don't want any future employers to see it. Just oh, good point. Just don't tag yourself. Well, Give my, it to one of us, and then oh, we God. will put yeah. it up. Actually, then that's, that would be my highlight of my Halloween, then, was the video that I made for my brother, which was very silly, of, yeah. because and I was Indiana Jones, so I, I did a very ridiculous video where I was switching things around. We should around. put that on the Twitter account. Oh, that one? It. Yeah, put it on the Twitter feed. Yeah, all right. You can it. put that one up there. That's cool. Yeah. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> that one was great. Well, I didn't really do anything because I had rehearsal for the play I was in. Though it was cool because our entire cast showed up to rehearsal in I costume. I saw that. That's really cool. The director was dressed up as Marilyn Monroe. We had Tiana from Princess and the Frog. Is we this had... a woman director? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we had... Damn. <laughs> we had Tiana from Princess and the Frog. The woman who plays my wife in the show was dressed as Lilu from The Fifth Element. And actually, she did a pretty good job. You've told me Lovely about pass. a scene that you two have as the Lilu costume. I... I... No, I would no, think she's my wife. She's not the woman I'm romantically involved with. Oh, <gasps> what? Dum dum dum. Spoiler. <laughs> the most festive thing I did was a couple days before because me and my girlfriend carved pumpkins and what? So cute. She said, "Girlfriend." For those who have been paying attention to the podcast, a couple weeks ago, I said I was single. Not Question mark? So much anymore? Which we all questioned why you said such things. Yeah. Well. I didn't want I mean, to, gra- we know I didn't why, want to be presumptuous. But... She's probably going to listen to this and be like, mm. well, anyway. uh, or that she's going to be face. like, wait there a minute. There was a face to that. Wait a minute. You said you were single, and then we could have launched a thousand ships. A war could have started because of what we just said. So anyway, what we did do to bring yes. it home to film, so we carved pumpkins and we watched Young Frankenstein. Oh, I love yeah, that movie. Did. I love that movie. Now, both of you had seen the movie, right? Yeah, we had both seen it numerous times. We both love that movie. I know a lot of people that have not seen it. Young Frankenstein. What? I know. It's ridiculous. We should have a showing. That is a crime against humanity. I know. It's like mass genocide and then not seeing Young Frankenstein. It's like that level. But, okay, so he's Akbar. gesticulating. <laughs> First of all, 
Brian's gesticulating, and the the difference between mass genocide and Young Frankenstein <laughs> was like a stone's a, throw. Was no, it was like a centimeter, a centimeter difference. So Akbar, indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so you guys watched Young Frankenstein? We did, and that was it. Was great. That's good. Put the candle bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I figured it out now. Put the candle back, and I'll block the bookcase with my body. No, no listen, listen to me very carefully. <laughs> Don't put the candle back with all your might. Shove. On the other side of the bookcase. Is that perfectly clear? We could go on all day I about could quote that. that movie. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm a impressed. A riot is an ugly sink. <laughs> Glass of warm milk, perhaps? No. no thank you very much. Thank I'm you. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, well, Dean. <laughs> yeah. Well, it goes... With the uh, Dr. Camper brandy, brandy yeah. for retiring. That was the Young Frankenstein segment of our show today, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, let's not go into that, Sorry. because <laughs> I actually used to have that script memorized when I was a kid. It's a great script, It's a great it? script. It's I love it. Love it, love it, love it. I am a huge Okay, Mel just real quick question. Do you feel like you have to have had watched Frankenstein no. or Bride of Frankenstein? No, not because I saw whatsoever. Young Frankenstein before I ever saw Frankenstein. See, Mel Brooks is so great because he paradizes the movies, but he honors the original plotline enough that you don't need to have seen the movie to follow along. No, I will say, as a as a nerd trivia element, all that laboratory equipment was the original. Was, was the legit, original yeah. from the James Wales version. Yes. Yeah. By the way, I could not find facial tissue, so I'm using tushy tissue. <laughs> <laughs> don't you feel ashamed? I do. <laughs> Is it two ply? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Charmin. It's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, our audience has no idea what we're talking about. David so, had a runny nose. So I, I, it's either allergies or a cold, but um, it's one of those situations He's where one nose sniffles. is fine and the other one is, is blocked. And that one that was blocked has now been released of all said fluids. So I needed something to stop said fluids. Crazy. So I'm using tushy tissue on my face. Awesome. So I'd like to just point out, um, apparently we are prophets. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, so right? so you little, guys saw Minority Report, right? We're the precogs. Apparently, the uh, show is no longer. But that means only on. one of us really has that power. Which one is it? Which one's Abigail? Yeah, which one's Abigail? I'm gonna go with the girl in the room. All right, fine. By default, boobs win. <laughs> well, it's the boobs. <laughs> oh, so wait. If we, if we, well, all right, all right. The bigger boobs win. <laughs> Sorry, Thank David. You. <laughs> so, are you saying if we gave you a mammectomy, you would no longer have those powers? Yeah, all my powers lie oh my within God. my breasts. <laughs> <laughs> and Akbar. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. Brian's on a roll today. <laughs> I'm so bashful. <laughs> so, okay. So let me explain. Wait. Well, okay. So we did have our disaster podcast come out. Even though we recorded the disaster movie podcast. A week at least before it came out, right? At least. Okay. So in case you guys were wondering, we record our podcast actually eight days before it's released. So if some of our stuff doesn't eight seem completely timely. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, if our stuff doesn't seem completely timely, it's it's just because we're delayed for editing and yada yada. So, um, no, so our, or it just means that you're going back in time. Back in time. Do, do, do. Okay, sorry. <laughs> now it's Brian's turn to sing a song at some point. Apparently. We're, we're, this is a musical episode. Yay! 
Oh, we, we should do that it. later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so our disaster movie podcast came out on the day that Hurricane Sandy. And by the way, actually, as you saw on the Facebook thing, if anyone there that lives in New York listens to us, our condolences, and we hope that you're okay. Absolutely. For those of you out there who have not been affected by Superstorm Sandy and want to help, you know, we're on iTunes. I think it's fair that we plug for iTunes. Please go to iTunes and choose a donation amount. I believe you can go anywhere from 5 to $50. Uh, it will go directly to the American Red Cross so you can help them out and do some good. Yeah, enough of that charity shit. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, our disaster movie podcast came out on... No, that was really good, Brian. I'm, I'm teasing you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm totally teasing. I, I have friends in New York. I understand. Were they okay? Oh, yeah. No, they're fine. Okay. They had power. They were good. They were well-stocked. I actually talked to uh, my friend on Monday, so yeah. she was she was all good. I have relatives in Connecticut, and they lost power for a couple of days. Yeah. Are they okay? No damage? No, yeah, everyone's okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so our disaster movie podcast came out on the day that Hurricane Sandy landed in New York, so very intense. And then also- The best one. Big Star Wars news. So we had our episode on episode- Was like- three, what, what, That was episode seven? That was episode five. S- episode five. Episode five. That was five weeks ago. Yeah. We're good, guys. So we called episode seven, eight, and nine happening, apparently. We had our podcast yeah. well, on the speculation of kind it. Kind of, because I was saying they should pull from the expanded universe. And which sure, they but are I. Not. But, but we definitely said that probably George Lucas should not be involved. And, and now. He's not. It, he's only involved as far as like creative. Yeah, he had written the treatments, some, and they're going to take additional the treatments. Some additional. May, may I just say yeah. that because they're not going to be taking from the expanded universe. That begs the question, how fucked is the canon now? Because everything that they have regarding... I mean, I've, I don't know the name of the actual trilogy that... Or not trilogy, but the series that came shortly after that's supposed to be set afterwards. Yeah, a lot of what I mentioned was from a series of them, but the big one was Heir to the Empire. Right. Yeah. Which so, was dealing with Grand Admiral Thrawn as the bad Right, guy. so I mean, that is... I mean, whatever they conceive for 7, 8, and 9 is the story arcs. Well, know? yes and no, but you see, I was talking to Kevin, who you guys remember from the women in filmmaking podcast i've not met kevin but i wish to hello kevin if you're listening kevin was talking he should about come back no, he kevin, was good he was, he a was good, guest. good he's a hardcore star wars geek like me so was he excited when he heard about them he the was and he's actually and he like me is very optimistic and here's why because disney has had a tremendous track record with the exception of miramax and harvey weinstein leaving over creative differences with michael eisner and i think even rob Iger. they've done a great job of letting the studios be themselves sure pixar yeah oh, has yeah. done great Marvel, fantastic. everyone was very worried about the Avengers, and the Avengers was <laughs> fantastic. I'm open to thinking that Lucasfilm will be okay with the next Star Wars movies. <laughs> David just put a tissue up his nose, and it's just hanging out there. <laughs> I can't help it. That, it's every five minutes. We are listening. We are. We are absolutely I, listening. I, I know you're thrilled, listening. But that was silly. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Sometimes it just has to happen. <laughs> so David's not going to be recording this podcast with a piece of tissue. It's hanging out of his nose. Oh, my God. We are such nerds. <laughs> There's something wrong with my face. <laughs> I got to say, it was impressive how over the week, nothing in the movie news sphere was anything but Star Wars acquisition. Star Wars acquisition. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, a big deal. as we were trying to like find articles for the podcast today, all I could find was theories on what 789 are going to be about uh you know I reasons why you should be excited reasons why you should be excited did you, yeah did you guys hear something about lindelhoff and yes Bird? i read that article yeah let's hold off on that just for a second sorry go ahead and finish what you were saying that was actually my next point oh good well, keep, oh so i go read back. your mind it is me Pro- <laughs> <laughs> 
The boobs are at it again. <laughs> You're like that girl from Mean Girls, except you can you know not tell the weather, you tell the future. Yes. With my boobs. <laughs> um, yes, I read that I think article. that's the episode's title, With My Boobs. <laughs> with my boobs. I, uh, I can tell the future with my boobs. I did read that article about Damon Lindelof, and, and actually, I read, ain't it cool news, for those of you that haven't read, read, ran an article about the rumor mill spinning with potential to have Damon Lindelof, who wrote the final draft of Prometheus, who was also one of the co-creators of Lost, to be one of the to pen the script for Star Wars Episode Seven, interesting, and, and for Brad Bird, who was the originally who got to start as uh, the director for The Incredibles, right, and then he did his first live action movie with Mission Impossible, Impossible Four, Four yeah. which side note was a good job. He did a very good job with that movie. The thing is, though, is when they ran that article, if you scroll down to the comments in Ain't It Cool News, to to put it as Damon Lindelof said on his Twitter sphere, if I ever needed a suicide note, I will just post this comment section, because no one was okay with that. Really, everybody was saying, "Fuck, I will hate it if Lindelof is the writer." Fuck Lindelof, this, this, and that. Can Why? I be, here's the thing: it's be, because Lindelof is a specific type of writer. His writing is one where there's a lot of ambiguity at the end. Sure. I mean, if anyone who's ever watched Lost, and I'm again, as yeah. we stated before, I'm a huge fan. Me there's too. a lot of ambiguity, there, but there was a lot of mythology and there's a lot of questions. And he's really good at developing characters. That's the one thing that he's that he was good at, and that's what Prometheus had was strong, solid characters with clear agendas, clear goals, which is why Prometheus was so enjoyable. The ending, yes, it was ambiguous, but that's Damon Lindelof's style. And for that type of movie, you needed an ambiguous ending because it was talking about the creation of fucking life. I mean, with that, you can't just say, oh, yeah, it was the aliens, and that was the end of the movie. <laughs> like, you can't do that. Like, that type of movie needs to have that kind of, you know, conversation topic that open-ended here. that she's often exploring. Exactly. Right? With Star Wars, because the other thing that people should know about Damon Lindelof, and if he's listening, I think you're great, is that he's a huge Star Wars nerd. They reference Star yeah, Wars yeah. Absolutely. three or four different times in each season of Lost. I well, mean, there was an entire episode where they were back... Sorry, spoiler, if you haven't watched it. Um, they went back in time. There was an entire season that took place in 1977 or 73 or something, and one of the characters is looking to write Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back. And he's like, if we write this first, we can become millionaires. Like, there's clearly Star Wars embedded in his writing DNA. And for him to pen it... I think he would, A, do it justice because he knows what Star Wars is like. He knows the universe. And I think he would not do his usual bit about you know ambiguity, but he would actually give it a clear resolution. I hear what you're saying, and that's pretty cool. I think that the industry needs a fan, and that's what we mentioned back in episode five, too. And the ambiguity isn't a bad thing because we were talking about how the galaxy has had that cycle, right? The Force is constantly – the balance of the Force doesn't mean the Jedi are always in power. It's the Jedi get purged, the Sith become powerful, the Jedi get purged, and it's that whole evil reigns, then good reigns, and evil reigns, then good reigns. And he might be a good person to attack that subject. But I also think Brad Bird would be cool because I just get this feeling, even though I don't know for sure that he is a hardcore Star Wars fan, that he has a respect for character development and a respect for really good storytelling. And plus, that would probably mean that considering the age of John Williams, who would be scoring the movies? Michael mm. Giacchino. Ooh, I'm already on board. Right? I, yeah. I'm already on board. Right? Because I was Michael, thinking about that in the this morning. Gacino is brilliant with He's his a, scores. Absolutely. And he would clearly do respect of course, to John Williams' score. It, which he proved when he did Star Trek. 
Absolutely. Star the, Trek was a the great Star score. Trek score was really well done, and it stayed true to the roots. I mean, the final song was the original like theremin sound going on right. in the background. It wasn't a Jerry Goldsmith score that we got used to with the, no. with the next generation. Interesting. Yeah, I. To me, the the reason why I love the trilogy so much is because of the characters. I've talked about this before when we were talking about seven, eight, nine. That the scope of the the prequels was too big, and it wasn't enough about the characters, and there wasn't enough character development. And so I feel like any writer that you do get, and I, you know, I am a Lindelhoff fan for sure. I I was a huge fan of Lost too. See, there's two of us. At there's least. two of us. I do think that it would be interesting to see Lindelhoff do it. I honestly. Between Brad Bird and Lindelhoff, I'm a, I'm actually a little torn on that one. I really I well, it would be both of them. Lindelhoff would be writing, Bird would be directing. Okay, it's a pretty good. good I team. think they I think they could do it. I think they could pull that off. Because well, and but okay, so wasn't now the rumor the speculation came out because there was theoretically working somebody was working on a script called 1952 that's Lindelof that's okay Lindelof is working on a script called 1952 and it's a lot of hush hush and it's very hush hush nobody's saying anything what it's regarding and that's where they're getting the idea that Lindelof is the one who's writing it is this uh, an Abrams script he's developing I think he was developing it himself just on his own this was Lindelof's own creation yeah okay and he when he was promoting Prometheus there were a couple of articles that he had let it slip or others had kind of said what's 1952 about and he was very hush hush about it now i think there's a lot of validity in this argument or this theory because you know there was also another article in which mark hamill and carrie fisher knew about the acquisition back in august so clearly around the rumor mill it was a planned thing so if that is the case because prometheus came out when august May, I would May. say. Was it May? Yeah, it it was, felt like it. Yeah, it, it was like definitely earlier June. this year. Was it earlier this yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. Can we um? Let's let's because it's already out of theaters and I haven't seen it. So it's already know. on. Yeah, and it's usually, already on DVD. Usually, it's about three months now between sure. release and DVD release or Blu-ray release, whatever you want to call it. video. Yeah, home video. Dude, people don't know what VHS is, bro. You might as well have just say it comes out of beta. Beta tape. People don't use VCRs anymore. Sorry, bro. Nope. Only June for, only for my '90s porn. I, I can't. Take this change. So, I'm going to just be a hermit in my bedroom, <laughs> watching reruns of the original Star Wars trilogy before it got special editioned. Uh, I, I own a copy of that. I own a copy of it too. My copy is from the uh, late '80s. But oh, so you have the one that has the original credits then, though it's where it doesn't say Star Wars. It says The Empire Strikes Back, and it says The Return of the Jedi on it. I haven't watched them in forever, so sure. I think so because it wasn't until or maybe late, the early late 90s, 90s that they did Star Wars episode 1 episode or episode oh, 4 yeah, 5 original six. credits yes so yes. you have original credits for yes years. awesome mm-hmm. relics awesome. um so Prometheus came out on June 8th it is not beyond the realm of possibility that Lindelof was given this opportunity to pen 7 8 9 or maybe just 7 or had at least a conversation for it because if 1952 is actually the new Star Wars movie. And some of the theories they had about it were really stretching it. They're like, well, Harrison Ford's birthday plus the age yeah, of that George was, Lucas. I remember reading that. I was like, that's just kind of a stretch, guys. That was really, really silly. But I mean, definitely, why not have it under a codename, especially before the acquisition happens, before they're going to announce that it's actually happening. And because, you know, they're, Blue the Harvest. internet 
the internet exists. There, therein lies the reason why you need to have a code name. Therein lies the reason why you shouldn't really be announcing the writers and everything super early because how people have an opinion about Lindelhoff, people are going to have an opinion about anything, especially when it comes to Star Wars. Why? We love it so much. We hold it so sacred, which is really frustrating to me, which is why so many people are so angry about this happening is because Disney makes good movies. So I really don't feel like they're going to be screwing it up too bad. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that they're going to uh, screw it up too bad, but I am apprehensive. Even though I know Lucas is not going to touch it, it's still, you're touching it. And as much as we all love Star Wars, at what point, what, what the hell is that? We're touching. That's, that's, <laughs> touching. Touch. Uh, I need an adult. Uh, I just feel like I'm so apprehensive because they keep, first of all, I give Lucas credit because he created something that still has a lot of cultural relevancy. Yes. I mean, there is a, there's a cartoon that's still out. There's a potential TV show planned. So the fact it's that it's a he, cash cow. Yeah. It's a really good franchise. Is, right. But it's just, I think one of the comments I read was how much milk does this cow have? And I think that's a great analogy for the fact that does it really have a seven, eight, nine, even though I know he penned or he, he had had a treatment for it. And that was originally the idea that kind of echoes everything we talked about in the last podcast. Your, your hand is raised. I would argue that people may have made the same assumption or may have said the same thing about James Bond. And yet here it is. Well played. And people may have said the same thing about Doctor Who. And yet here they went and rebooted it and there we go. We've got that much more. I will watch it because I, especially if Linda Exactly. Exactly. You will watch it. No matter how you feel about this, you will go watch it. So according to hitfix.com, as of June 9th, 2011, the headline reads, Damon Lindelof sells mysterious 1952 pitch to Disney. So conspiracy so, theorists are, can probably run a bound yeah. with that and say, oh, it is Star Wars. Who knows? Who knows? I think it would be amazing because it would be a nice fresh blood to the story and to, to give something new to the already built franchise. And... To be honest, I mean, he's not a bad writer. His no. writing style is very good, it, and it's entertaining. It's engrossing. I mean, he is a very good writer. And, and so, if the argument then is just the endings, ambiguous endings, then that's that. I think is really kind of silly. well. To be fair, Empire was an ambiguous ending. Well, sure. Right. I mean, yeah. New Hope. While uh, and I, did I, think destroy... I think that's because they were they were expecting a new right, hope to right. happen, so they could leave it ambiguous. Yeah. It actually happens with so, I mean, if, building trilogies. So I'm not saying I don't want ambiguous endings in 7, because obviously it's going to be 7, 8, and 9, right? So mm -hmm. if he gives me an ambiguous ending, let's say hypothetically he pens all three of them. If he gives me an ambiguous ending to 7 and 8, sure, then whatever. That's okay. That means as just long as more you, payoff you need in to have number some, 9. Yeah, you need to have some closure. That could have been arguable for episodes one and two, that we were going through all that ambiguity, or at least all that development and all that drawn-out story just to get to Darth Vader happening. And so. I quote, who knows what 1952 is? Well, Disney executives know, but that's it. Other than them, Damon Lindelof isn't telling anyone what to expect from what is described as, quote, an original sci-fi family adventure film. That sounds like Star Wars to me. It kind of reeks like it. Although, if if this turns out to be just another sci-fi movie, I will say that is the best red herring I have ever seen in my yeah. life. Well, and you know what? Who cares? Uh, if Lindelof pulls it off, awesome. If he doesn't, then he's just going to have to deal with the same shit that George Lucas has been dealing with since the prequels. You know, I think for a while there, and this is an entirely separate topic, but it just popped in my head is, remember back in like early 2000s when 
when Hollywood was kind of dominated by Judd Apatow and the Will Ferrell crew with like Ben Stiller and that whole comedy crew, the, uh, the frat pack, the frat pack, yeah, you know Vince Vaughn and all them. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like you have Abrams and Bird and Giacchino and Lindelof and Orici and Kirkman, these people who kind of came from the lost fringe era, now really making their name in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, before, if you, if you think about it, like, J.J. Abrams was the guy who did Felicity. And then he did Alias. And everyone was like, oh, you mean that spy show? That's very cute. And then Lost happened, and the whole world just, like, fucking blew up. And now you have... Then Fringe obviously came off of Lost. That was, like, his next big gold mine. You know, I didn't like Fringe as much. You gotta watch it again. I, I started to watch the first season again, because I remember when it started, yeah, you and I... We were like, Watching yeah. it again, I was actually intrigued. Okay. The, the mysteries are there. Because to me, it just it did just kind of feel like a, a the weird X-Files. That's what I thought. Where there's actually an arc. Okay. They, All right. I, I found the arc. It's okay. Okay. Um, but then shortly after that, they proved they could do it, and then Star Trek happened, and then Star that's Trek. when well Cloverfield happened. Well, too. Cloverfield, Cloverfield showed that Abrams was good at teeing it up and having other people hit it out of the park, mm. and that's what that's what I love about Abrams is that Abrams is able to produce good stuff. I mean, with the exception of that one spy show that he did on NBC with it was like the wife and the husband and they were cooks or whatever with the exception of that show everything else that he's done has had some relatively high marks from critics mm-hmm. so and even in his film career he's done a really good job you know so he's really really made a name for himself and quite honestly I know he's kind of Star Trek's go-to guy right now and he's the man that's behind the new franchise if someone were to walk up to me and say oh yeah Disney just offered Abrams X amount of dollars to direct 789 I'd be like, cool. Do I am do. glad. Please do. I am glad you brought that up because that would he be was awesome. the first person I thought of. That would be so rad. I, it would be great. That would and be how a cool big would it be? Because, awesome. like you said, he's done Star Trek now. He would have. He would he merge would not, he would two monopolize. dueling factions of the nerd verse, but it would yeah. piss off so many people. Oh fuck how them! So? I, because there are purists out there. There are p- people out there. Hey, you cannot roll your eyes and say no, that I'm wrong. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not, people, I'm not rolling my eyes at you. You were rolling your eyes at me, and it was very upsetting. <laughs> I'm not rolling my eyes at you. I'm rolling my eyes at... At Purist. At Purist. But then again, Ghostbusters 3. We all know I'm a Purist about the Ghostbusters franchise, so... You all what you're saying own. is you're a hypocrite. I'm going with Brian <laughs> saying we all have our own thing. Fuck you. <laughs> we, have, we all have our own areas where we are Purists. Right. Yeah. Boy, I'm a Purist when it comes to my comedy. <laughs> So clearly there's a line drawn in the sand between uh, Star Trek and Star Wars. And I'm not saying that if Abrams were to direct Star Wars, the new the new trilogy, that it would be you know, a crossover, because clearly that's not at all what... I mean, he's, as we just stated the last time we talked about this, he's, he's true to the material, and he would be true to the Star Wars material to the utmost degree. Um, uh, and as we just said, I think it would be totally badass to see him do it. I mean, I think he's got such a flair, literally has such a flair... I think a lens flare. There would, oh my if god! You Can you imagine they get on the, like they get on the Millennium Falcon and everything is just super? I don't shiny. think he would do that. Yes, he would. Why would? He would why would make he the, make it look like the Star Trek universe? I'm not saying he puts lens flare in everything. He would make. You not, did you not see Super Eight? There was lens flare. There okay. was lens flare in a scene where there shouldn't have been lens flare. This kid was going into a black hole and there happened to be lens flare coming off of the blackness. I think. Where did that come from? I think that knowing, 
knowing that he did Star Trek, and then approaching Star Wars, knowing that those are two very separate entities. As a fellow fanboy, I think you'd probably understand that he needs to separate that shit out and make it look different he and give it a different aesthetic. Flare, but it'd probably be on Coruscant. It wouldn't be on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I was, it was just a joke, guy. Like I wasn't being serious here. He was making a nerd joke. No, I think he was being serious. Where are you? Guys, I think we're missing the point here. We are. The real point is, is that... Flare. No, the real point is that Princess Leia is now a Disney princess. That's not been officially said. Oh, my God. Dude, she's a Disney theory. princess now. Look <clears throat> at this droid. Isn't it neat? I mean, come on. Um, I want that to happen. You, Please. You know, <laughs> what did you think these plans could be... No. 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 Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you make a really, really good point because... Disney has been going more toward strong feminine characters now. Well, they they because they have so much success with the Disney princess line, sure. ap- appealing to to young girls and stuff. And now I think that they're trying to um, to split it up because you know when with guys. Okay, making a general statement here, general mm. statement. For the most part, mm-hmm. when you have young boys, it's very Pinocchio, Peter Pan, all that stuff is very appealing to them. And with the exception of, I would say, a lot of Pixar stuff. Brave. Brave, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, beyond that, you kind of lose a lot of boys once they start getting into ages 10 and up. Yeah, because okay. the Power Rangers are awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll, I like Power Rangers, so too. So you think, you think they're trying to appeal more I'm to, thinking to they're boys? T- I mean, think about it. They acquired Marvel. Now yeah. they're acquiring Star Wars. I think it's. I would. I say, see your point. I don't think they. I don't think that their acquisition purposes were to appeal to young boys. I think it was because Disney wanted more. I money. think no. I think well, but what I'm saying is they want more money. Yes, but they're widening their market. That's. That's, that's actually that's a smart too, business move. Yeah, and I mean, okay. Also, Disney's already been making money off of Star Wars. They have been. Yeah, since with, Star Tours. With Star Tours. Yeah, and they've had lots of merged marketing anyway, mm-hmm. with like Mickey Mouse as a Jedi and all that stuff. And I kind of feel there's also a potential, even though Paramount still owns the rights to the Indiana Jones franchise, because now they have acquired Lucasfilm. There's still yeah. a, there's actually a potential for that happening because they Disney already has the Indiana well, Jones rights. Well, distribution were... rights. Lucasfilm is the one who's been making the movies. Right, but Paramount still owns the the overall franchise. It might but be they, but there's still there's still a chance for like, a collaboration. To be fair, Indy Five was already in the pipeline ish and kind of on the radar they're, they're, since the fourth one. So they were sitting. They're sitting it may on be it. More likely now, I but think, it's already. I think the backlash made them afraid. But with, with Disney backing it. Do you think it would get made? Disney has one advantage. They have more fridges that get nuked. That's all I care about. You know, I think Disney has one advantage that Lucas never had, which is that Lucas was this independent icon, right? So we had to go with a lot of private investing to be able to finance his films. Disney doesn't need that. They're a fucking media empire. They have the one thing they can do efficiently is they can make a goddamn movie and make it quick. You know, and make it good, frankly. And make it, and make it good. With There's the exception of John Carter, uh, David. Make it real good. Ha, baby, baby. Ooh, baby. I'm sorry, I'm done. <laughs> to be fair, John Carter was, I, and I didn't see it, but I just heard it was not, it was, it was okay. It was a it miss. Was, it was really mismarketed, I think. It actually was decent. I thought it was okay. It was not horrible. It was horrible. the biggest flop Disney has ever seen in their, I Because mean, they didn't know how to market it, that's why. It's a space odyssey. I saw all kinds of marketing for And that. they didn't market it as that. They, they they didn't market it as... Well, they mismarketed it. They could have marketed it as what it was supposed to be, which was this adaptation of Edgar Rice Burroughs' novel, The Princess of Mars. 
and they didn't. They tried marking it, making it young, making it more Star Wars-like, and that wasn't what the movie was, and that's why no one went and saw so it. So instead of doing something that was Star Wars-like, might as well just do Star Wars. Do you think that that's where the, the idea of that conversation started? Like, Maybe. You realize that John Carter is just Star Wars. Ted? Oh my god. Let's just I fucking have, buy Star Wars. I have the best idea. We need to go to the big guy right now. Why? We're gonna buy Star Wars. I'm sure that conversation totally happened. <laughs> to go back to a second for the fact that Leah is a Disney princess. <laughs> Brian's like, I'm just gonna ignore everything you guys just said. Yeah. I love when we do that, because it's just sort of like, shut the fuck up, guys. <laughs> I'm fucking go on. Ta- I have the conch. There was go a point on. that I was going to make. Yes. Which was that, you know, Disney has been trying to do the whole strong female for 20 years now when you think about it because I think it really started back with Belle. Mm-hmm. Belle in Beauty and the Beast because she was a woman who wanted to read, who wanted to be educated, wanted to do her own thing and she didn't want to live up to other people's expectations which was like marrying Gaston. Right. Right. And you also have Jasmine who is the strong independent woman who didn't want to be held down. Right. Yes. So the fact she that they I mean, I mean besides the fact that Belle was really just a victim yeah. of Stockholm Syndrome. Okay. But the fact that now that they have Princess Leia who ends up, who we can't deny, ends up leading the Republic at one point. Mm-hmm. If you or if they're going to honor any part of the expanded universe, yeah, is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be really good. And and Princess Leia is totally awesome. Can that please be a podcast where we just like it's where we just psychoanalyze all the Disney princesses and be like, well, it's really, been done, but not on this podcast. This is true, but it's been done on various. I agree. Places again, her being a, a Disney princess is kind of funny. I think. Again, a lot of peers would be like, no! Well, I mean, I'm not saying she's going to get added to the Disney Princess line. I really doubt that's going to happen. <gasps> do you think she's going to be, like, walking around Disney? She's going to do photo ops? Well, they don't have the they don't have the Marvel characters doing that. They, they don't. But they do, but have, they do Star have stuffed Wars. animals. Well, sure. Wait, what? But yeah, they also, when, you, when you go to where? Disneyland, you, have, you can get stuffed animals. But they also have had... Of, they've also had stuffed, no, plush characters. Yeah, like, they've oh, also oh, had Muppets. The they've had Muppets for a long time, ever since they bought the rights to the Muppets. So, by the way... Muppet Star Wars, anybody? Oh my um, god. Oh my god. I would love to watch a Muppet Star Wars parody. Oh or my Muppet, god. Or Muppet can... Indiana Jones? Well, okay, so wait. They are. They hold technically on, already did do a Muppets parody on The Muppet Show when Mark Hamill was a guest. Absolutely. And then they did it with uh, Pigs in Space. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. Beautiful. Can we. Who are the two, you know, box seat guys be? Uh, well, Statler Waldorf and Waldorf? Statler? I, I, Waldorf and Statler. I really want them to be the Emperor. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just the Emperor twins or whatever. Yeah. Come to the dark side. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I, I haven't ma- seen this much good news since I, or whatever joke. I, for some reason, I imagine some stupid pun. <laughs> oh, 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 and Obi Wan Kenobi can be the Swedish chef. Chewbacca, right? Oh yes, yes. And, and, would... and we could have the Swedish chef be Obi Wan. I think that would be brilliant. <laughs> so, so what are you saying? You saying I'm a Jedi? <laughs> so does that okay so then obviously beaker c3po of course of course and then gonzo would have to be luke skywalker no, would be, no beaker because beaker, beaker would be r2d2 wouldn't he? yeah you're right you're right you're right oh yeah i guess so even though beaker's taller but yeah. whatever that's the joke i guess so yeah but then and then Gon- gonzo would have to be luke skywalker because then kermit could be Yoda. Solo. Or, oh, no, yes, it's true. He would and have then Miss Piggy would be, be Princess Leia. Leia. Absolutely. Yeah, good point. <clears throat> oh, my God. We just made this movie for you. Disney, you can reach us at <laughs> the nerds at nerdami.com. <laughs> I'd watch it. I would totally, I would totally watch, watch that. It. Are you kidding me? That'd be great. Oh, my God. Can, does, can that mean those little, does that mean the little shrimp guy, there'd be more of him and they would be the Ewoks? <laughs> you know what's an... 
Wait, do you know what's another thing? Huh. Now that Disney owns Lucasfilm, don't they also <laughs> own Howard the Duck? And they can kill it. <laughs> they can. Ki- well, it was already killed back in the eighties. Duck. Well, this, actually, it, ha- it, it, Howard the Duck lives on in our memories. It, well, but <laughs> actually, the funny thing you mentioned that is that Howard the Duck was actually a Marvel, Marvel character. Comic, so yeah. they now own all of that, and they can just do away with it. Howard the Duck was kind of charming in a really bad way. I never saw yeah. Howard the Duck. Don't. Howard the Duck. Don't. Speaking of ducks, <laughs> I have to share with you a dream I had the other night after uh, this. I had a dream that I was watching a Star Wars movie. It was live action, and Donald Duck was a Jedi in that movie. He wasn't himself. He was Donald Duck playing another character. Okay. But he was a Jedi master in that movie. Was he wearing pants? No. I can't remember. He was wearing a robe for sure. Sure. So his butt was covered. Okay. But he wasn't necessarily having, you know... Pants. But he was building a lightsaber and, you know, quacking around like crazy. It was um, kind of odd and interesting. Can anybody do a Donald the Duck impression? I can't. <laughs> See, you can There's do impressions. There's my one impression, guys. There's my one impression. You contributed. Yes, I did. <laughs> I tried. So... So we, we did not just cover everything about this Disney accent. Well, I mean, there, but it's all speculation. There's yeah. no, there's nothing. We don't know anything at this point. Yet. All we know is that we don't even Luke, know if if the original cast is going back. Well, so, there was an article that said that there's again speculation that they may go back. Now, like I said, he did talk to them prior to the acquisition, so that way they knew whether or not they're actually. They would play. have to set it thirty years in the future. Like they would have to. Uh, what they would have to be is they would have to be like more senior characters and they would be the kids like Ben Skywalker and Jason and Jaina Solo who would be the more main characters. Can they change the and, names? And plus, can they... What? <laughs> Jason and Jay. He it really has a problem with that. With me. I'm sorry. Ben, Water I, twin powers activate. Right. Form of lightsaber. It's, re- it's it ridiculous. Was, it was, Luke and Leia. That makes sense. They're just going with the same theme. But it's... Uh, Luke and Leia is fit. Jason and Jay. Jason and Jaina sounds like you walked into Brooklyn and you met them like in an alley. Jason and Jaina were also, I believe, the names of the Gemini twins, weren't they? Who? Don't ask me. I don't know. Correct. Hey, you know what? Nerds out there, please tell us. Nerds? We have internet. Check it out. I think <laughs> Internet the, out there? I tell us. I believe the two names of the Gemini Siri, twins were Jason us. and Jaina. Okay. If it is, then I will take that. So, there you go. Brian, let me ask you this, then, yes. while David's looking that stuff up. Well, let me ask you real quick. Do you okay. think they'd get Harrison Ford to be Han Solo again? No. Ooh. You know what? If Harrison Ford's on board... What if they gave him a lot of money? I think he's tired of the franchise. If Harrison Ford would do Indy 5, which he said he would, then he would... He had to grow his hair out. He would do fucking Star Wars. Of course he would. So let me ask you this, Brian. Okay, go ahead. When you heard the news, how did you feel? Not thinking about it, just how did you feel? My immediate reaction was, what? Really? And then I was like, partly shocked, but not totally surprised. They're not Jason and Jaina. They aren't? No, the names are Caster and Pollux. Look up Jason and Jaina. Oh my god. When they made Face Off, were they thinking of the Gemini twins? And they made. Oh my god. Sean, Face Off just got constellationized. Oh, fuck. Oh god. Look we up just what? got derailed. Uh, look up Jason and Jaina, because I know there's some other mythological context to it. Okay. Go so on. to continue with my story. Sorry. So I was shocked, mm-hmm. but not particularly surprised. Mm hmm. And then I heard Star Wars 7, 2015. I was like, it's finally happening. <laughs> it's this, finally is, this is Brian's story. Sorry. This is, is how it, Brian it, feels right now. It's like, it's, I'm going to ask, I'm going to follow up with you. I and I thought, wait a second, that's three years, but it's Disney. They have just, they're going to be like, okay, we'll just throw some money at it. <laughs> and, you know, it will, it will get done. And 
I think Disney's right. Disney knows how much the fans care about Star Wars. And when Disney knows how much the fans care about something, they will do it right. So that's my feelings about okay. it. I'm, what I was filled with was this swell of optimism. Right. Because I can't help but be optimistic. You have to be. Yeah. There's not even a casting notice on this yet, let alone a trailer, let alone anything about this movie. And you just for all the fans out there who are immediately judging it, before there's even any development on it, Totally unfair. You, you really guys need to take a step back and checkest thyself before you wreckest thyself. I believe it's Shakespeare would say. <laughs> I believe he said, checkest thyself, lest ye wreckest thyself. <laughs> that is my new favorite quote of all time. That was good. That trumps anal ventriloquism. That was good. I liked it. <laughs> David has a look of shock on his face. Did that just happen? It did. I. Wow. <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, your white is showing. <laughs> Really? <laughs> really? Is it just that the color of your eyes is gone? What? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Brian, I have not found anything. Chocolate rain. Nice. Hmm? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, Brian, I've not found anything noise. about Jason or Jaina being mythological. He just made that shit up. Hey, Tissue Face. Yeah. How did you feel about it? Uh, when you first heard. it wrong, that's why. Jesus. Wow. There's so much. Wait, it's now Jesus and Jaina? That's even worse. <laughs> Christians are going to be upset. Anyway. Um, I was really surprised, I think, by the fact that not only did they buy it, but they bought it for such a large amount of money. $4.05 billion. Like, that. They got it. If I had that much money, I would get it in dollars and just throw it up in the sky and let it rain. You just, I would totally pull a Scrooge McDuck and you have a diving board and just dive into it. And so, by swim the way, if you, were, if you were to actually do that, it like would probably hurt. Like, oh, oh, this hurts so bad. Family Guy did it. Look it up. Well, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. So, what I would probably do is not have it in like stacks, but I would have like um, like air blowers so it's constantly moving. Good call. So, like, as long as the, the paper's not all sitting on top of itself. But so, it's what actually... you're saying is that you would be in a giant bounce house with money just like running around you. Oh, my God. You're welcome. I want a. Ba- if I had if I had four what was four point six billion dollars four point zero five billion if I had four point zero five billion dollars right. I would buy a big bounce house with leaf blowers injected on the into the sides blowing money all around and I would just bounce around it for like a week like only she's to- gone for a week and she resurfaces and we're like. Whoa, Sarah, are you okay? I haven't eaten in seven days, and my lips are so chapped. But it was fantastic, guys. And then, so after, <laughs> and then I would gather up my money, and then, you know, I would allocate a bunch to charity, obviously, and then I would buy more bounce houses. <laughs> I'm kidding. I you going to be like, I would allocate them to charity, bounce house charities. <laughs> hey, poor fan. Sarah Actually, Ashley, all of a sudden, <laughs> Excuse me. For embezzling charity funds for bouncy houses. I'm sorry. Was your house foreclosed on? I give you bounce house. <laughs> oh my god, Habitat for Humanity could be so rad. <laughs> for the record, the Wonder Twins' names were Zan and Jaina, not Jason and Jaina. Okay. That. Why were we looking up the Wonder Twins? Because that's where you came up with. That's where you were chuckling at it. I thought you were just going for the joke. I didn't realize we were trying to make a connection. 
Brian, none of our jokes usually make connections. We just say things. Yeah. Well, at least we just, David and I just say things. Up top for saying things. Woo! We That's just right. talk. Up top is now on this podcast. Oh, yeah, it happened. Up top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when, are we, when are we going to drop physics and shit as being a thing? <laughs> In due time. In due time. <laughs> All right. <It's- laughs> I totally forgot about that. Dude, uh, do you know I still say that like all the time? It's the, physics and shit. It's physics and shit. You quote me? That's fantastic. Mostly I just quote that. Whatever, that's for me. Okay. I conceived that. Anywho, um, to answer your original question, I was surprised. Um, and I kind of felt the first thing I did think of was, wow, we really called that one. And I think that was fantastic. Yeah. But I'm more, I'm, I got really. <laughs> I think that should be a shirt, Brian. The precogs are out. (laughs) Eric, listen to me carefully. New t-shirt idea. (laughs) It just says, the precogs are out. You know nobody's going to get it. Whatever. We will. I should just wear that shirt. Eric, okay, Eric, let's just have that shirt made just for me. And I'll just wear it. Yes. All the time. Um, But I really got intrigued by the fact of, A, the acquisition. Because I thought... That was because it's huge. Like when they bought Marvel, everyone got up in arms about it, and I thought, okay, that's interesting. I wouldn't. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, because it's as you guys said, it's a it's a good money move for them and a good power play for Disney. What I'm most intrigued about is because Lucasfilm has their hands in so many honeypots, like you said, Indiana Jones, you know, Star Wars, whatever like sub factions come off of that. I mean, if they decide Willow. That, Willow, if they decide that they're going to do like a mutt spinoff of Indiana Jones and Shia LaBeouf is going to be doing his own series. I mean, there's lots of play there. I mean, they're even talking about doing a Star Wars TV show, which has been in talk. They've been trying to do that for years. For though. years. And they actually have a whole, like, se- almost a whole season like, yeah. of scripts written out. I it, know. it would be between episodes three and four. Yep. When Luke is a teenager. Hmm. <laughs> no, wouldn't. What, yeah, on what the if, CW. <laughs> Oh my that would god! Be brilliant. They, would, they would call it SW. Oh. <laughs> SW. Can, can one of the episodes be? No, when, they would call it Tatooine. Jesus. Moss Eisley, as they would call Uncle it. Uncle Owen, I want to go to the dance. That'd be great. He's just sort of like Luke. We found the green stuff inside your room. You want to explain that to us? I'm just holding it for a friend. Where did you learn to do this, Luke? I learned it from you. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> a no, series of after school head. specials. <laughs> but I, I to oh, kind of bring it back, I do feel like it's going to be a very exciting next couple of years when it comes to that because Definitely. this is not the first or the last that we're going to hear about this because this is going to be something that everyone's going to be watching and all these you know movie websites that are out there not so much cracked but cracked sometimes will run articles like this but ain't it cool news i watch stuff uh joeblow.com like all of these well, uh, film school rejects mm-hmm. hollywood reporter all of these things, like, if you're into this sort of thing, read these websites along with ours. I had to throw ours in there. Plug. There's nothing to read on our website yet. Yet. Spoiler alert. Good spoiler. <laughs> I like how you looked at Brian at that. <laughs> but Get on it, Brian. But here's the thing is that it's going to be huge. I think this is probably the biggest movie merger since you know Marvel and Disney but this trumps it because it's it's Lucas it's the end of his era I mean granted when he stepped down anyways and he put Kathleen Kennedy in charge that was big that was but big now deal, yeah. it's like he's literally out of the game yeah Lucas is for sure no longer George Lucas he is just some guy that used to be 
He's yes. past but, but at the same time, he's still adding creative content. He is. And you know, the thing I think I really want to mention too is that when Disney bought Marvel, those guys got their pockets padded a little bit more. Lucas took the f- most of the $4 billion and he's giving it to charity. Good he's for giving that guy. and he's doing it for education. To me, it seems like it's the largest single contribution to education in a long time, if not ever. You know, from a private donation. You know, that's amazing. No, that that's it's, fantastic. That's awesome. And he's starting up real Jedi schools, right? Is that what's happening? Oh, please! Can I go back to school? Can I get my I masters in Jedi? I want my masters in Jedi. It's funny you mentioned that. I was there was an article on Flipboard today that was like, make your own Jedi lightsaber. But yeah, the, the crystals don't exist for them though. You need the crystals. Well, we do have a you know a rover on Mars. I'm sure they're going to find something. NASA. Right. Are you working on the crystals? Please? Get the scientists working on the lightsabers now. The fuck? What? I just saw blinking blue lights. Brian? Don't ever do that again. (laughs) David thought you saw a ghost. (laughs) No. David thought we were about to have the strangers happen. (laughs) I I don't have a rolling chair in this facility. He can't barricade the garage. I really can't be alone right now, guys. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave me with him. All right, the devil's theory thing was a joke. <laughs> when I heard the news um, about Disney buying out Star Wars, I found out via Facebook, like a good chunk of us, I'm sure, just because I was also working and I was like checking it on my bathroom break because, you know, hey, take your smartphone. <laughs> And I was scrolling through. We all through. do it. We all do it. That's how I catch up on words with friends. <laughs> and so I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw the article and I was Horse. like, plop. And I was like, shut the front door. That was gross, David. <laughs> I was trying to gloss over that one and I just couldn't. That was gross. <laughs> Sean, please keep it in. Ooh. Sorry. And so I was. I was Definitely caught off guard. I didn't realize that Disney was even thinking about it because they kept it so hush-hush. Right? Right. But then I was, like, thinking about it a little bit more. I'm like, okay, makes sense. They bought Marvel. What's next? Actually, was the first thing I thought was, like, okay, now they bought Lucasfilm. They had Marvel. What's, What's next? What's coming up? And then when I saw the part about them making Episode 7, because I was, like, it crossed my mind, then I saw the Episode 7, and I was like, Yes! Because if anybody could do it, I would put it in the hands of Disney. Totally. Absolutely, I would put it in the hands of Disney just because they do understand good story. They do understand what it takes to make a good movie. Are they going to shit gold every single time? No, but I do think that Star Wars, because it's such a huge franchise, because it's such a huge cash cow, they're going to put everything that they can into it. Not only that, but think about this. How fucking awesome is that premiere going to be? Oh, my God. Because they're going to do it probably at Disneyland. Oh my god. And dude, when the movie comes out, midnight showing, I'm totally I don't do midnight showings that often anymore, but I would yeah. totally do that. I'm down cuz you just don't like the movies that are coming out or are you just saying that you've gone past that stage of your life? I'm just so sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I just get so sleepy. That's really what it that is. That was the most that was the saddest cry for just for sleep deprivation. You're like, I just I just want a moment to sleep. You know, I David. just—I don't get sleep very often. Uh, I have a pet rat, guys. I do. I have a pet rat, and she she has a cage in my room, 
And she likes to make a lot of noise in the middle of the night, so she wakes me up constantly. So I'm so tired. Earplugs. I can't sleep with earplugs in. Why? It, because I take them out. I take them out and throw them across the room in mid-sleep. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck this! <laughs> I'm dead serious. Not it's that the- I want to be like prying okay. into your personal life, but can we? Can you do that just so we can videotape you being like, no! <laughs> That could be our one shot redoing. I'm pretty sure I don't make noise. Was it a demon? No, it was earplugs. <laughs> no, it was Sarah. Was it because she didn't squeeze it down on the way? Yes, sir. That was why. Well, You're supposed to tweet. <laughs> supposed to do a little rub Ma'am, rub on the What? That is some very odd gesticulating with earplugs. That's what you're supposed to do. I know, but it did not look like that. Yes, it looked like he was milking a cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so it's the reason why I can't wear because, you know, hey, I, I had orthodontia when I was in high school, and then I got double retainers, and um, it's the reason why I'm, I can't sleep with my retainers in, even though I'm supposed to. It's because in the middle of the night, I will take them out, and I will throw them across the room. I don't even realize that I do it, but, like, I wake up in the morning, and they're... On clear side, on the other side of the room. I think what we're hearing right now, Brian, is that there's literally two Sarahs. <laughs> One is a Sarah who wants to abide by the rules. You know, she wants to put the retainers in her mouth because she wants to keep her orthodontia. You know, at I a, want at straight okay. teeth. Damn it! She'll put the earplugs in, all that jazz. And then there's a Sarah that comes out around two a.m. And that Sarah's a rebel. And that Sarah <laughs> hates doing shit the right way. That's a movie, my friends. I'm a dichotomy. <laughs> You're a paradox. I am. I'm kind of okay with that. It keeps him guessing. <laughs> so have you heard that, fellas? She's a paradox. Do you want to All stay right, on guys. your toes? <laughs> I'm going to put the charge out there to the Twitterverse and our Facebook fans. All five of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have plenty of Facebook fans. 150. But none of them listen to the goddamn podcast. Today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I Indeed. got the notification hey, today. Hey. I was like, ah, yay. Just the ones who, who are listening to the podcast, I'm so very grateful for you all. But tell your friends tell for the love of Christ. <laughs> please. And please go to our website and hit the subscribe link. That's how Do you get the Do we sound desperate enough to you? I'm willing to strip for you. And by strip, I mean strip wood. Because I know sometimes you have do-it-yourself projects and you don't like to do that. So I and it's it the winter's you. coming. <laughs> it's, really gotta, it's getting But getting in all seriousness, cold. in order for us to gain more ground, you have to subscribe on iTunes. We cannot say this or stress this enough. By doing that and writing a review, we're writing a review is very, very important. We're going to say it yeah, a million times it. before the ending of this podcast. So I'm going to say it once, Sarah's going to say it, and then Brian's going to say it. Write a review, for the love of Christ. Because by writing a review, we get more traction, we get seen by more people and then the fan base grows and you know what happens then we can kick our production value up by like a million it's great now imagine if we were in a fucking studio yeah no kidding and also your feedback is going to help make our show better yeah right, if too. you tell us what we're doing wrong we'll fix it absolutely we want to hear what you have to say we're making shit up as we go even if it's like get rid of brian i'm kidding wow it was a joke i just picked one i was, was like jo- i was like sitting there thinking between the two yeah you guys jinx. had a jinx it was adorable so wait so you're saying I would win in that in that argument? I I was just I was just I'm looking between the two right now. If this was Survivor, I was just looking between I'm going the two. To the final two, dude. Even if it's getting rid of me, you're wrong. But I'll leave for an episode. I ain't fucking leaving. I'm sorry. I'm just saying that. <laughs> He's like, this is my it's garage. My damn it. <laughs> well, Brian, we, we we can't just chloroform you and just steal everything. That is a possibility. Hey, does this rag smell funny to you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
<laughs> I cannot believe you fell for that. <laughs> Oldest trick in the book. <laughs> All right, guys. Your precogs were right. <laughs> With that, please follow us on Twitter at Nerdonomy. Like us on Facebook at Nerds on Film and Nerds on History. We post at least once a day on Facebook. We do. You can subscribe to our website through iTunes and on Nerdonomy.com. And buy a t-shirt. Please. They're made in America. They're 20 bucks. You pay just as much for a t-shirt at Hot Topic. And some of them are pretty good. At at Hot Topic. There you go. And there's decent t-shirts. They're good. They're decent t-shirts. Have you seen the Alpha Nerd shirt? Have you seen the Safe Word is Akbar? Have you seen the Apicos one? The Apicos? The Apicos one? Akbar's a shirt now? Akbar's a Safe Word? Did he release that? I don't know if he did. I didn't see it. (laughs) I want him to release it. I will totally wear that. We like him. Do it. Um, and you guys can also reach me at Sarah at nerdonomy.com. That's S A R A H. Uh, you guys want to ask me a question? You want me to uh, mention a topic? You want to just. Uh, you can literally ask her any question. Any question at all, and I will answer it as truthfully as possible on the podcast. You can reach me privately at Brian, B R Y A N, at nerdonomy.com. You can reach me at David at nerdonomy.com. And if Wait. you feel like you're pressured into emailing one of us personally, you can also reach us at thenerds at nerdonomy.com, and it just goes to all of us. Yeah. I, I'm also on uh, Twitter. I am at, at David C. McGuire. And I'm on at Brian Moriarty. And I don't Twitter. Because Sarah's in the Stone Age still. With no, I just don't fi- I feel like I do all of that through my Facebook status updates. But nobody knows your Facebook status. Maybe I just don't feel like I have enough to say often enough. I see it through my... I don't know. I don't know. Okay, guys. You know what? You guys have a wonderful week. Please, go to the movies. Have fun. And we will talk to you soon. Laters. Bye. Adios.